Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest-growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Uh, it might be in that batch you gave me. I don't know. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AreYouScreening.com podcast. I am your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, uh, we're we're live, yeah, as, as always. Right. Right. <laughs> this week, uh, we're going to be trying to run through some movies and talk about the Critics' Choice uh, Awards were on Sunday. Yep. And a fabulous show hosted by the completely bonkers T.J. Miller, who I think through everyone, I think that's his goal. Yeah. Is he's hosting in a giant room. I, I don't even know if he's like thinking about the TV audience very much. I think his real focus is I want to screw with all these stars who are sitting here and have to watch me. Maybe. So, so uh, there was a lot of crazy stuff that happened. He's a very weird host, but it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, he's, uh, he's fun and he's wacky. And I mean, obviously uh, anyone who knows him or has seen him in anything knows that he's uh, kind of a wild and crazy guy. Yeah. And uh, he, you know, did not, <laughs> he did not leave a lot for next year. Right. I mean, he was, was put it all out. He, yeah. he wasn't uh, saving anything. That's awesome. And it was uh, wild and crazy, but um, the awards, I talked about this a little bit on the uh, website, but when, when the nominations came out, I said, this is a really easy year to predict the nominations. And now the golden globes nominations came out. And I think you can see that that's true because they're mostly the same. Yeah. There are a few uh, differences. Yeah. I think, and I could be wrong, but I think in, in just my own little world of my mind, I think that the critics choice coming out so early and thus our nominations coming out so early influenced the golden globes nominations a little bit it could have and one of the main reasons that i say that is that deadpool is nominated for best comedy right and ryan reynolds is nominated for best actor in a comedy yeah and i i don't think that happens right except that we did it first right right except that we and and what's interesting is that uh, even though we have very similar categories yeah. in a way, right? Because yeah. we have best comedy, they have best comedy or musical, right. and they have best drama, and and they split things up like that. But they split it up, and they have best drama, and then they have best comedy or musical. And what they mean is best picture and best picture too. Right. <laughs> they, right. they don't really mean, yeah. right? Because... Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, all of the movies, if you take like the 10 or like 12 movies that would be nominated for Best Picture, they're all in their thing somewhere, yeah. right? right? And ours has really made that 
a different thing most of the time, right? Best comedy is like we're really trying to focus on comedy like in a serious way. Right. Because when the Golden Globes come out and they have best comedy or musical, there'll be movies in there and you go, that's a comedy. Right. La La Land, which we will talk about today, yeah. is uh, not a funny movie. It's not exactly a comedy that you would think, what was the best comedy this year? Name the 10 best comedies. Right. La La Land would not come up. It's not a funny movie. Right. But for purposes of the Golden Globes, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. it's a comedy. Yep. So, you know, whatever. And the Critics' Choice, we have best action movie and best comedy. And historically, anyway, we are really focusing a lot more on comedy. So right. if Deadpool gets nominated for our best comedy, that's not anything that is going to change the world, right? That's, right? that's the idea. Yeah. To get it nominated as their best comedy or to get him nominated as best actor in a comedy is kooky stuff. That's, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and I, that's just my own feeling. It could be totally untrue, but I don't think that happens this year that Deadpool right. or Ryan Reynolds gets right. nominated for, uh, for you know, being such a crazy wacky thing it is right if you go back and look at uh, all the golden globe nominations uh, through the years for best comedy none of them are you know like right. kevin hart movies getting right. nominated because right. it's hysterical or you know sure. whatever things like that right, right. so right. so there's that uh and then as far as movies this week we're going to hit la la land since it just won best best picture for, for the critics choice oh my god it already happened. It's, I, I can't right. spoil it. Whatever. Uh, we're going to also do uh, a Monster Calls, Hell or High Water, and possibly other things. But we're going to go through the Critics' Choice some, too. Right. So that's... Uh, we may not have enough time to hit all those, but we'll definitely do La La Land. Right. It's going it, right. <laughs> to... I mean, I assume... It's, it's going to be tricky, but we have to get through a lot of stuff. And yeah. next week, obviously, we're going to be doing Rogue One. Right. And uh, maybe even... Uh, something else that comes that out Christmas next week bastard too but um yeah <laughs> God, that's funny. yeah that'll be a good one yeah but uh we will also be having to throw out several things oh, right. and we're going to be trying to uh get to things in order of either they can come out that week or right. they want a lot of stuff right so right. we will be trying to hit like Fences and Jackie yeah, right. and and yep. things that won, things that won movies yeah. won awards next week and and then we just got to get through everything push, and yeah. and in last minute moves uh, some of these movies are not coming out when we thought they were yeah it's really weird movies are getting moved around a lot it's even to the extent of uh, a monster calls was supposed to come out in a bigger way mm-hmm. uh, on Christmas and now there are several movies that were all going to come out wide on Christmas right and now the vast majority of them are like they're coming out in New York or LA yep. maybe just New York right on christmas day yeah it's a it's a whole different ball game all of a sudden and then they are coming out wide you know like early mid-january whatever they're not really coming out wide this year in the technical sense of yeah they're they're just hitting like one show in new york so that they officially count (laughs) or you know whatever i I mean it's love that so it's crazy so there are uh there are several movies that are in that uh, category right yeah. now so even though you're going to hear everyone talking about them and people have to cover them in the whole nine yards there don't expect to see them 
right until January at all. So, and you know, I'm, I'm a little, I don't know. I'm a little thrown. I wonder if we should just do La La Land you want to do that first and then, then we'll come the back to choice. the critics choice Let's do that because <laughs> that will determine, you know, a little bit better because, uh, at, you know, it's not really a spoiler to say that, uh, La La Land won. Right. Right. Um, but as I was saying, uh, on the, now that the gold globes are out. And I, as I said on the website, when I was going through the winners, when the nominations came out, I said, this is a really easy year to predict the nominations that makes it a hard year to predict the winners mm-hmm. because, because you know, what's going to get nominated because here are the really, really good things. But this was a year where there are a lot of movies that people are talking about. Right. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there are a lot of acting roles that people are talking about. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to get nominated, but then once you get to the, once you get to who's got to win, right. It, it's tougher. It, it's a lot harder. It, 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 it's hard. You, there's no one, even with La La Land winning, I still don't think that that has locked it into no. winning anything else because even. there are too many other it's, movies that people are talking about. Yeah. Are you at a place where you're going to say you voted for this movie or not? I or, did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did vote for this yeah. for best picture. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So it's pretty, this is another spoiler alert for your review. Right. What you're rating like is. a four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, actually, I think what we'll do, though, as I said, we'll uh, we'll just do La La Land real quick. That's we'll cool. see how th- how fast we can get through that, and uh, and then we'll go through the awards only to a certain extent, right? We're not going right, to like go spend a whole lot yeah. of time. We'll tell you who the winners are, but we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, except uh, to the extent that there are certain things that won awards that I'm not all that happy about, right? Like. Right. Um, uh, you know, the uh, a- like Andrew Garfield won Best Actor in an Action Movie, which I think is a-, a little bit nonsensical. And uh, it it won Best Action Movie. So I'm sure Me- really I'm actually... sure Mel Gibson was not uh, looking but, for Best yeah. Action Movie as the big thing he was going to win. Right. But he shouldn't have even won that. It's it's not the best action movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not the best movie. And it's certainly not the best action movie. Right. It's got uh, it, it's the longest action in a movie, maybe if you count <laughs> sure. that hour-long that. battle yeah. scene. Let's do that instead. Yeah, that that it could win. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, La La Land. We'll uh, jump into that. Uh, everyone knows what it is. I'm going to say, so I'm not gonna yeah. like really run through it. It's Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone. It's a musical, and it's the uh, torturous uh, love affair that they have, and uh, it's full of fun and hopes and dreams and moving to L.A. and, you know, hilarity ensues. Right. And, right. Uh, I give it a 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty easy. Which is not really a surprise since I just said I voted right. for it for had uh, to be. Best Picture. It would be a little weird if I said, eh, eight and a half. Yeah. The best movie this year was eight and a half. So everything right. else is screwed, right? <laughs> I had you I had you down for nine and a half. But uh, yeah, once you said you had voted for it, I was like, that's that's pretty solid. But um, you, on the other hand, gave it like a six. You know, what's really funny. This is it, it, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of explanation here. Not much. And it's not a defense of anything. You we all have our like dead zones for you. Horror films don't interest you barely at all. 
nor do war films. You know, you're not a guy that's like, I need to see Hacksaw Ridge today right. because I need to see more explosions and <laughs> saluting. Right. Musicals are hard for me. They're, they're a real weird spot for me. And I feel like when, it, I almost feel like musicals are either tens or ones. Right. Because, because I'm such a hard sell for it. Not because I'm a jazz pianist and I've done musical theater. You know, I'm not, I'm right. not so into it. I, I'm waffling between eight and a half and nine. I think probably when I saw it, I felt eight and a half. And I think now I feel a little bit sweeter on it, but not much. But I don't like, there were some things about it that just didn't work for me. And they're not major things. They're very minor things. Cause I found it to be surprisingly charming and not saccharine at all. Right. Like this kind of film in somebody else's hands would have been so panderingly sweet and nostalgic. It would have just been a bigger budgeted Hallmark movie, right, you know, a right. Hallmark channel, a Hallmark channel movie. And they didn't find this at all. I found that it took some risks in certain places and, and Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone were, I mean, just about perfect yeah. in it. It, so okay, it's right, right, and not only that, but Ryan Gosling, like I, I like Emma Stone, and she was good in it, and every, okay. and, and people are talking. He's great. People are talking mostly about her. I know, and it, I feel it, the opposite in, in this movie, and I do too. I feel totally opposite. I, I feel the opposite. I, 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 I feel like she was, she was really good. Yeah, uh, she didn't I, do bad. I, I liked her. Yeah, even though I already liked him, right, and already thought he was really good. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of points in this movie where. I'm watching the movie and I would just go shut up. Yeah, absolutely. And I can, I can think of 50 of them in, in a lot of ways, his, um, their last scenes, not the thing that closes the movie, but the scene that sets up the closing of the movie almost nailed right. it to me to be an almost a 10 because of him. Right. And the right. subtleties that he has, but you know what, man, I got to tell you in all honesty, aside from the last song that they do, one of my problems with the whole thing is, I don't remember liking any of the songs in the film and I don't remember any of the songs in the film. I remember, right. I remember the theatricalness of it. Like I remember when they're looking out at the view and they're singing about the view, what a view and they're dancing. I remember the dancing. I just saw this a couple of days ago. I don't remember any tunes from it at right. all. And I feel like as a musical, and, and that's we, pretty important. And, and we will spoil the fact now sure. uh, that City of Stars from this right. movie did, did win, did win yeah. uh, Best Song, yeah. even uh, up against another song from, from, the, same, yeah. from the same movie. I, but also in some way, I, I have to say that if, if I stand with my eight and a half, and, and I'll do that just because that was my just first for reaction fun. to it. Um, I feel like an eight and a half is a ten. For me, like it's almost like saying that was pretty good musical. <laughs> right. you're, you're saying to someone who likes musicals or appreciates them in a way, that's a stellar thing. Right. You, it's, you know, it's, it's just it's like it so it's like so when well. I it's like when I really liked Witch right. this year. And I, when you told I, me I, that, I, I went. I really got to see this. I really liked Witch. Yeah. And, you're a hard sell. And yeah, and <laughs> I'm like, you know, is it gonna be on my best of the year list? I don't know because that's well, just that's right. That's just what it is. Yeah. But it's not as we say all the time. You pick all your tens, and that's your right. that's it your top ten list, list, right? Yeah. But now, before we, I guess, go more into the movie, I, I have to say, just building off of because you mentioned it, yeah. I feel like the fact that I'm not in love with any of these songs is actually a positive for this movie. All right, explain this because I, I respect that, and I almost <laughs> I was almost going to go that way, but then I thought so, I need to remember these. So in a, in a lot of musicals, 
I would say that's that's not the thing, right? right. If you're talking about like My Fair Lady or The Sound of Music right. or stuff the like heavy, that, yeah. their point is really to be about the songs and the right. musicalness of it and the the like, musicality of it or yeah, whatever right. the and theatricalness of it and all. and when they do a song right when movies when movies that are musicals like that yep do a song it's almost like cut now start the musical number right. it's like we're not exactly in the movie anymore <laughs> right it's like right. now we're doing the musical production right yep. and in this movie when they do the songs it's a different thing, right? It's just that there's a song, mm-hmm. but it's not really like, uh, the, with the one exception of uh, when they're, when they do the song and they're looking out over the skyline right, and then they the start kind of dancing around dancing, and everything. Yeah. That one is sort of like that, but mm-hmm. the songs are like, this movie is not about even the fact that it's a musical, right? You know, the, the right. movie is about, uh, a very specific part of, you know, being a person and being in love and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And the whole movie, the reason this movie, this movie, I I will say was probably like a nine for like a long time. Right. And I really liked it. I thought it was really cool and it was different. And I, the main thing for me was I believed most of the stuff that was happening because in a musical, if you take like a hundred musicals in 99 of them, I won't believe anything that's happening. That's not what they're about. Right. Right. They're not about believability. Right. Right. And this one, I really liked the movie. It was almost like accidentally a musical. Mm -hmm. It was just a story, but then they were like, it was just a regular movie. And they said, but it's about music. So let's have some songs and singing and make it musical. Right. So anyway, going along this movie, it was, it was like a nine and then it ended Mm -hmm. and then it was like a 12. Yeah. Because the ending is the whole point of the movie. It is. is. And the whole movie only exists to set you up for what it means to have this ending, to have this part of your life and this existence and this relationship with another person and then have this ending and then have these two people basically look at each other for like one minute Mm -hmm. and go, fuck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like that's... And that's the whole thing. And so for me in that movie, um, you know, when they were singing the songs, I was there with them singing the songs, but it's sort of like if there was a movie that like, this is a movie about jazz. So if there's some other movie that's like really about jazz, but it's not really a musical, but sometimes they play jazz in the movie. Right. I wouldn't expect to, for the next couple of weeks, be like strumming tables, catchy. like yeah, right, uh, like right. the piano notes or something like that. Like yeah. that jazz song with no vocals is going to be stuck in my right, head. Right. And I felt like that was the same thing that's here. Cool. Like that's not what they were doing. And if, because uh, I kind of thought about that too, when I am uh, had to vote for best song, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, can it be best song? when I don't particularly need to hear it again or when it's not something that's stuck in my mind. See, it's like, that's very up to you. Like if you have a city of stars in this movie and the only other nominee was the Justin Timberlake song from trolls, which was also a nominee, Right. right? If it was just those two nominees, 
there isn't a chance in hell that I would vote for the Justin Timberlake song right. because frankly, it's not a good song. Right. It's a catchy song. Right. It's a song that comes on the radio and you're like, yeah, okay, this song, you know, right. but does that make it a good song? It's not a good song. Right. I, I don't think, right. I mean, obviously millions of people, but yeah. <laughs> in another interesting note uh, from the Critics' Choice Awards, Justin Timberlake presented an award and uh, as as he was walking out, they start playing that song. Yeah. And he gets up to the mic and he goes, turn off that song. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. So he, you know, that's paycheck tunes. So. Right. He's like, I don't want to hear you that know, song anymore. I, I, think, I think maybe in part of where I come to musicals anyway, like I don't drag my feet, but <laughs> I was I was pretty close. Though I know La La Land is killing reviews and everyone's always paying it so much, uh, you know, in, in accolades. The first scene of the film is a traffic jam in Los Angeles and, and people, you know, they're honking their horns and then there's a rhythm to it. And then there's not, and then a very, like, if anyone's ever seen. And then, and, and then this gigantic like dance, everyone just gets out over, of the car. Yeah. One person creates a domino effect and everyone is out of their cars and they're all dancing in, in synchronicity, which is what you're supposed to do if the world was really a musical, sure. you know? And I'm watching that and I'm going, Oh, I, I like I like the technical aspect of this because it looks like they really stopped traffic for this. Right. And it's it's I get how fun this is. <clears throat> There's a certain person who sits in a seat in a theater with their popcorn and they're ready. And when that starts, they just shoveling popcorn in their face. They're so excited. They're like, hooray. I almost got up to put in a different you know movie because <laughs> I'm like, I this is not the mood I'm in. Right. And I worried because that actually strangely to anyone out there who might be like me. That sets both the tone of the film that you do get, but also it's totally not the movie. It's you absolutely get. not it that movie. It's almost like and, the strangest and, Tom Ford and beginning. And I in a weird loved way. that. And I loved it too. Give I, me five I, minutes I after. Loved, I loved that that happened in the beginning. Yep, me too. And scared the crap out of me. Me too. And That's then, why, and yeah, then, like exactly. fifteen minutes later, I'm still going. Okay, am I sure it's not that movie? Right, right, right. You this just, is exactly you just how keep I sitting there going, when, it's, a, a song is going to start, and they're yeah. going to start that shit they're all over. When, right. when, when Gosling's sister just moments later comes into his apartment, and they're squabbling, and they're having a great scene together, I actually was still thinking about the opening, right. even though I wasn't wild about it. And I thought, like Anna Karenina, like at any moment now, the sets are going to start pulling apart. Right, exactly. People are going to start dancing in, and I'm like, and, and then it, and then it doesn't, that. and it like throws you. And it becomes better because it refuses to go that route when it's so easy to do. Right. And again, I'm pretty, as a strange aside, before I get back to the musical number, um, as a strange aside, I'm getting really interested in this writer and the director because he did Whiplash, which was really Exactly, powerful. yeah. And he's very interesting when he's telling these stories about the musical stuff that he knows about, and he's making characters who might seem very easy to... I don't want to say overlook, but just paint with a big, broad character. Right. Really interesting. I mean, and he is, he is such a like student kind of new film. To this. Like, right. He, he is, he's young. He does not have a lot. Uh, if you, you know, got, look him up on IMDb, he's got yeah. a lot of shorts and he's done a few he's writing stuff things, like he that. Wrote right. Cloverfield Lane, right. Or he right. co-wrote it. And I was looking at that and I went, you know what? That's, that's a little surprising, but I see parts of this. And you know, when I saw that credit, I thought, I'll be damned if music wasn't important in that film too. Right. Like this guy, he's working on all kinds of fun levels. But before I get too far away from the song, but it, I, I understand what you're saying and I agree to it. I agree with it. 
I just feel like because I come to musicals in this way, if you're going to break the narrative, you're not actually breaking the narrative. If you're going to change the method of delivering the narrative to doing a song, there should be a purpose that just talking in dialogue or scenes doesn't deliver. And I didn't feel like with the exception of them looking out at the sea, uh, out at the cityscape. Right. I felt like that was actually kind of like, we ought to be dancing here because we're after this party. And that was a great scene. And it, and it really set up everything wonderfully. But everything else, I'm like, you don't need to sing this. You can right. just tell me this. See, and when I, that happens, I think, okay, now you're doing it because you just love musicals. But you got to make those songs I, memorable I, to me. I think, it's gotta I, be I, think that's, I think that's both true and not true, just like I was saying about right. different kinds of musicals. Because uh, if you go back to any uh, – if right. you ask anyone to list the five biggest musicals in the history of the world, right. all, of those, all of those movies that yeah. they mention – None of none of them need to sing anything in any of those the movies. The kids in They're, Annie, that, they don't that have is, to sing. That is not right. That's and, and, but you get more out of it because uh, of this. And I get it, but that song I never forgot. Right, right. Like I, so I get. I mean, I'm torn. And in the end, when I'm torn, I go, I don't remember the song. Yeah, see, so I, I'm kind of like I think I, I can understand that, and I I bet you yeah. there there are going to be a lot of people who see this movie who feel the same way. Yeah. They're like, I don't I don't need to run out and buy the soundtrack. Right. Because I, I right. because I don't care. Right. And so therefore the musical movie must not be that good. And and, and okay. also there are people who are gonna see that opening right and then watch the rest of the movie and go, What? Yeah. But I want that movie I want that, that movie. you were doing at the beginning. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, it's not fair. Some I saw someone uh talking about like how this and the last musical they saw, which I think strangely the last musical I saw, which is Rock of Ages. Mm-hmm. It's unfair because Rock of Ages songs are built upon constant radio airplay. Like when you hear someone playing Def Leppard in a musical, that's a cheat. You right. love that song anyway. Right. You know, so I don't want to hear that. But as alone, as a standalone, you know, I, it's just it's a small pittance to really be there. But it is kind of focusing on that aspect. And to give it, to give it credit, though, when you're talking about like love in Los Angeles, which is just, you know, that's fodder for every film or right. play – you, you kind of get like this singing in the rain vibe from them, even though they are contemporarily set. This isn't when I first saw the spot for La La Land, I thought it was like 20s or 30s or, you know, right. like it was old time Los Angeles. And it's not. And and it's got if you were at all confused about that, it's got the cinematography. Right. Of of, of movies of that are. Then. Yeah. Of and, and other, it's, got, it's, it's not even really the 20s. No. That it's no, showing it's, you what right. it's what it's showing you frequently is movies in like the seventies that were in the twenties, right? And even <laughs> a nostalgic contemporary imagination of what we think that time. Was. Right, right. You know, and it's great when you're because I was watching it. I, I mean, I probably there was another. There was probably many signals there, um, but I just remember when they're all at this party and she's like, "Will you get my keys?" And he's like, "Which one?" She goes, "It's the Prius." Right. And he looks, and they're all Priuses. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is this that, is like today." That doesn't help you me. Know? Right. And he's just like that. That doesn't work. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I'll be damned if, if the battle here isn't to bring the film down. It's, it's just to justify, like, it, right. I, I, I really loved it. I don't love musicals. I had a lot of fun with it. But it just didn't have everything there for me to be the 10. Right. But I easily understand, not why you, I understand why anyone would be like, that's the best film I'm going to see this year. And I'll be like, yeah, I, right. I can get behind and, that. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, as far as the music goes, I'm just going to uh, try to defend the music yeah? e- All right. e- even more. Uh, here's my other defense that I can All throw right. out uh, for this one. And, and that is that most of the songs that are in this 
uh, are uh, obviously he's a jazz musician and he's in love with jazz. Yeah. And there's lots of talking about jazz and the whole thing. Right. And, uh, and the songs are jazz yeah, are, are like right. jazzy. Sure. So what are the other four jazz songs this year that really caught your attention and they're sucked, all, and all sucked you and sucked yeah. you in and you liked them at all? None. Well, okay. I, I'm, People who go see this movie who are fans of jazz right. are going to walk out of it and go, those are awesome songs, right. and I'll be right. thinking about them all week and stuff like that. It, yep. it doesn't have like pop songs in right. it. It doesn't have songs that – jazz is not a kind of music where the idea is that you'll hear a song and they'll be stuck in your head for right. weeks. That's just not it's what jazz is, right? It's supposed to be it's, in the moment is what it is. Right. So, so that's my other defense well, is that they're jazz songs, so they're just – they're not that kind I, of song. It's going to really hit you like I got to call you out for the most small thing on that. I, I get it. I agree with you. When they're in the jazz clubs or when he's playing, yeah – but they have scenes where they're singing to each other and singing to others and dancing and talk. Like those right. aren't supposed to be jazz. Those are supposed to be show tunes. Like well, those are supposed to be musical of, numbers. Kind of. And as a musical number, I just it's not there for me. You know? uh, but anyway. A, a, anyway, that's it's that, that's also the, it's also not the only thing going on in this movie. I'm anyway, like, say, like like I said, it's kind of accidentally a it musical. Is. It's a really cool story. Yeah. And there's no movie whether you a variety of people might want to argue for any of the other nominees yeah. as being the best movie. Some of those movies, I will say like, uh, <laughs> like not, not Ebert, but, uh, Siskel. You're going to keep swinging uh, at that guy, aren't you? No, Gene Siskel used to say, you know, he very famously right. said, like, if you think this is the best movie, I just get to say you're wrong. Right. Right. And even if it's like subjective, objective, sure. you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And there are movies that were nominated uh, for best picture that I, if you think that's the best picture, I think I get to say you're wrong. Right. It, it's just not compared to other things. Right. Uh, on the other hand, there are movies, you know, I hate lists and ordering things, yeah, right? On, we're getting there. Because if I have to put, a, you know, an animated movie up against, you know, a war movie right. or something and right. go, which is the best movie? I'm like, Ooh, like <laughs> I'm, that, I'm all ready to do what that. What the hell does that mean? Yeah. Right. But oh. anyway, uh, <laughs> if you're, there are lots of people who are going to, I'll say like legitimately argue that other nominees should have won and we'll right. continue to have that argument through the golden globes and the Oscars and everything. Yeah. And a lot of them, I would say, yeah, that's, that's fine. But whatever is, however we try to get best, right? Right. There was no movie this year that at the end of it made me be in love with movies again, like this movie did. When I was done watching this, I was like, oh, make that all yeah. the time. Even yeah. if it's, even if it's not anything like this movie, right? right? It could be right. like Whiplash, right? right? But, but try to do the thing that you were trying to do when you made this movie, like all yeah. the time. I yeah. want every movie to do that. It, yeah. the, the way that the writer director <laughs> was involved in trying to do something by making this movie. Yeah. I want every movie to do that. And that has to put you up a notch on a lot of other movies Absolutely. that come out. Absolutely. There's, there's so much here that, that I enjoyed and the absolute minimum. I mean, if, truly, if I had to think about the things I didn't like, which 
most of them later were like the opening scene. Like I didn't like it when I saw it. It's only because it made me nervous the next two hours of my life were going to be spent with this. And that's why moving. you have to have it. And I agree. And that's and why then, it's great. I loved it. But I think truly, I, I really am trying. I mean, I thought about this a while and I couldn't come up with anything. So then all I'm doing is fishing. Like if it's not inherent to me, right, now right, I'm looking right, for a reason right. to knock it down. There were a couple things about Emma Stone in scenes. I thought that she wasn't bad. She just wasn't strong. Right. And, and that's okay. Every scene with Ryan Gosling, I thought was strong. And all the things that he was doing, the small throwaway things, the minutia things, the glances and the, the mannerisms were magnified. And, and the, the lines sometimes, especially by him, but by both of them, that almost felt like there's a certain amount of this movie that was improv. Right. It, and it felt that way. And maybe it, it wasn't. Was Who knows? But, it, but it seemed how, like it. Right. But how natural it is. It works so well. It's so much fun. It's so endearing. It's so charming. It's so engaging that, that if the only negative I have is that the musical numbers, though they're, and they're not just like three. I mean, there were many. Right. You know, right. if those weren't memorable, then all I'm doing is grading it as a movie critic and not as a fan of films. Because when I got done with it, I felt like you. I mean, it wasn't even done with it. I was 20 minutes in, 30 minutes in. Right, right. Like, Please don't screw this up. <laughs> right. This is, you got something that's the other thing it. is, that's no. the other thing about the movie is, it wasn't like 20 minutes for me, but uh, maybe a little bit past halfway. Yeah. I was like, if this turns out to be one of those movies where we had this like idea, but we don't actually know how to yeah. end it or why we're right. doing it or whatever, then I'm so I'm already getting nervous <laughs> right. about the movie. Right. And then turns out that the ending for me anyway is the best is the best part. It's great. Even it's really great. And it's it's just so much fun to watch them do what they're doing and how they're doing it that it. You know, it's it's one of the years best. It's right. easily one of the years best. This, this so. is a movie, I think, that uh, not, you know, that we necessarily need to talk about it. But if you have, when you have movies, and you know, we talk frequently about how we rate things and why, mm -hmm. and uh, always encourage people to go back yeah. to our episode where we talked about just that, right? Yeah. But when you get to the point where it's like nine versus ten, right? You're right. In a, you're in a tricky area. If if we have uh, if we have movies that we rate like six versus seven, right? Mm -hmm. I could tell you exactly why this is exactly a seven and not a six for exactly this reason, or this is a five versus being a six or whatever. And here's exactly why. But when it's like nine versus 10, it's kind of like, eh, all right. Cause I liked it sure. more or right. whatever. So I mean, it's really that, hard. I, I think um, it's funny in the days since I've seen La La Land, I've thought more about Ryan Gosling and the things that he did in that than anybody or anything else, with the exception of maybe the director and thinking like, man, I should maybe watch Whiplash again. And I can't right. wait to see what he's got coming up in 2017, if anything. But I don't really reflect strongly on Emma Stone. I, I mean, I remember her as a, as a foil in some scenes, though she doesn't serve as a foil in any. She is the co-star of the right, film. Right. But I don't think of her or anything she did in that whole film unless it had to do with or affected by Ryan Gosling. I think I might have said uh, Ryan Gosling. Okay, well, I, I will so. say I, I liked Emma Stone and as we said before, yeah. we are on the opposite of most people, right? Uh, because a lot of people are talking more about her, her than him. Yeah. And I will say that I think what is happening there is that a lot of people uh, really 
love all of the scenes where she's, uh, you know, going auditioning, in, auditioning for stuff. Yeah. And uh, just, yeah. Her, and I thought those were really good. I did too. There, it's not that there's anything wrong with them. They right. were really good. But I think that for a lot of people who are talking more about her, those are just hitting them to like one more level than they are right. me. Right. They are really good, but I didn't think they were, you know, the most fantastic thing sure. ever. If I was going to, if I was going to pick, uh, you know, three scenes of here is someone doing really impressive acting mm-hmm. uh, for me, they wouldn't be those scenes. Right. Even though they're, they are really good. Great. Right. Yeah. They're, they're good. And she's really good in them. Yep. And there are a lot of things I think, those scenes give you uh, a really good example of what I love about everything about the movie. And that is when she's walking out of one audition Mm -hmm. and walks past all the redheads and gets on the elevator and stands there with the other redheads. And she doesn't say anything. She doesn't do anything really. She just walks and has, you know, an expression and looks around. Yep. She doesn't. And it's, awesome it's really really good um and that is for me a a really solid example of everything that i liked about the movie everything that's really good is just like that Mm -hmm. it's it's just being so that person in that spot yeah that it's uh it's super uh, super impressive you know watching that and like you said you said it everything you know she doesn't say anything she doesn't she's not crying she's not laughing she's not emoting but she is Right. And you look at that and you're like, she's done. Yeah. Like, I know everything that's happening. I know all the thoughts she's having. I know all the things she wants to scream and say and cry out and just laugh about, you know, I know everything she's doing and I don't have to hear it. Right. It's working. There's a certain amount, there's a certain amount of affection for a film that can make me love the sound of a car horn. You know, <laughs> the, the, the car horn right, is right. actually an expression. And when you hear it, you get, you know, tingled or giggly. You're like, Oh man. And like, that's, you know, and I guess technically that's a no. That's so like, like that's trying well, that's trying to do something with a movie in a way that most people right. just ignore. This is what I was going to say. Know? Like yeah. th- to set that up early on, it's in the first scene, you know, and to set it up to carry over a couple times, they, they doesn't overplay it. It's almost like the perfect. And note. then and then he even when even to, throw to it get in, when to bring it out, how right. long to let it last. Like it's perfect. and then and then it gets in way at the end yeah. where he one more time finds her. Yep. And and, and I love and it. doesn't go to the door right and he just hogs the horn and he has a good excuse for doing right, it they right. like actually build they, they, that yeah, that makes sense because otherwise it would just be a cheap easy knockoff and right right you know, and i and i looked at that and i went i think this movie just got half a star if not a whole star for this friggin' use of a car horn. <laughs> right like that's such a weird superlative but it's it's just such a surprisingly skillfully done film that now Makes this guy like, uh, you know, the guy that I loved for doing Prisoners and Arrival. Like, as soon as I start seeing his work repeat and right, very right. interesting and strong, now I'm just dialed into whatever he does next. I, I don't right. care if it's a musical or not. I want to see it. Right. And, and I'm actually now going to look up, see what he's got coming up. But, I, d- I don't know that he has anything locked in right now. And actually, sucks. if you uh, if you look him up on IMDb. Damien Chazelle. Uh, I mean, he's, he's um, gold for whatever he wants to do, but I'm not sure that he's uh, that he's completely committed yeah. to anything right well, now there but. are two things there's a screenplay that he may not be directing and it just says the claim and imdb has 
the next upcoming project called the Untitled Damien Chazelle Project. Right. So that, so means, that means that doesn't tell you anything and, and except that honest, a studio gave him a bunch of money already. Right. To be <laughs> honest, with all the awards and all the, you know, the positive feedback that this is getting, and hopefully the box office gets behind it, too, because I think this is something that a lot of people, especially fans of our show, if I can paint them with a very broad brush, I think you guys will like it. Right. We'll see this. Right. I mean, he could be doing the next Star Wars movie. You know, it's not going to be that way. But you know, he could pretty much. But you'd but you'd want to see it. I would want to see it if he did. He can pretty much write whatever he wants at this point to right. do for his next film. And I don't mean that because he's a screenwriter. Right. I mean he's he's got an empty check now. I think. Yeah, he's think, he's good you know, to go. Every once in a while, a film is so well regarded, especially and, since, given, and then they don't do anything. Especially so. since, as we segue into covering the Critics' right, Choice, the critics he choice. he won director yeah, too. Yeah, and he won director against a lot Names. of a lot of people that yeah. uh you might want to win did you vote for him i i say? i think i i did i did actually on the spotlight yeah no i did actually i did actually because whether there are movies that you know i could take two or three movies and say on a different day i might vote for that movie right because right. there there were good movies right? right there were there were a lot of good movies but this, for me, was uh, if there's any difference to be had between being the best movie and being the best directed movie, mm-hmm. this is the best directed movie right. that I saw. Uh, I think yeah, these almost, are, these are almost without question. And the other thing is you just mentioned uh, like Arrival. Right. Uh, but I don't know that I was as fantastically impressed right. with how that movie was directed versus his last two movies, right. which I totally was sure. and thought right. these are awesomely directed yeah. movies. Arrival was like a little, uh, it was almost like it was too big. It had like too many parts mm-hmm. and there was too much of it that had to go a certain way. And I, you know, I didn't, it didn't stand out for me as the best directed movie. Right. It, it stands out as something that I would say, well, I want him to direct my movie because that was, <laughs> right. really, that was good, really good. Right. Yeah. But it, yeah. it right. for me, this one was just better, better right. directed. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that's a good, I mean, that's a good uh, segue into talking about the critics choice stuff if we want. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I don't know if there's anything more we can say about La La Land. Even no, you er, everyone's being everyone's like good, nine, and I should I, I should say just for I guess uh, you know I don't know total disclosure. I'm not like a huge musical fan either. You're really not. Uh, like, I, I there are certain musicals that I like a lot. Um, you know what your favorite musical is? Just out of I mean I know that. Well, apart from uh, this, I mean. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you you've said that this I, isn't really a musical, so uh, right. I like a lot of the old classic yeah. musicals, um, like My Fair Lady, especially, yeah. and uh, you know I like a lot of musicals that have come out, especially in the last like ten or twelve years, because I think people are trying to be a little bit different than yeah. just going. Let's make something exactly in the mold of like right. the Sound of Music, and right. it'll look the same. Right. But I'm not like a huge fan, and like you, when I don't like them, I hate that movie. It's like, all, it's like Chicago. It, right. I hated Chicago. Yeah. And there was a yeah. there was a lot of fun to be had in Chicago, and a lot of people liked it, obviously. But 
uh, you know, I walked out of there and almost got divorced, frankly, because my my wife <laughs> loved it. Story. Right? Come on, this is a tale. No, just my wife loved it, and you know, so I go, <laughs> I go to a movie with her. She's going to almost got divorced. She's going to ask. You didn't even get happened. in the car, did you? You guys were really you, yeah. We we walked out. Herb. We walked out, and she's like, "So how'd you like that?" And you know, I didn't read the room right. I said that sucked. I hated it, right. and, and yeah. that then it was on right. Yeah. But, but I'm not like, oh, yay, another musical. And so that'll be awesome. Right. Like I didn't go in this, like it already had five stars before it started because it's a musical or whatever. I mean, I, I like some musicals, but I'm probably like pretty close to you. Yeah. You got a general screen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so anyway, yeah, there there isn't much else to say, and we spent too much time on it already anyway, but yeah. both of them All are right. great. Every, everything about it is great, and yeah. it is really – there are parts of it what, – what I love about it probably the most in terms of just the whole thing, yeah. like trying to look at the whole thing, is that it does a lot of different kinds of things, and it actually manages to make them meld together. Right. In a good way. Uh, you know, it does stuff that's like kind of old school musicals. Yep. And it does stuff that's, uh, you know, it does stuff that no one's done before. It, yeah. it does all kinds of different trying to be sort of different ways of looking at this movie and these people. And it makes them all work instead of just uh, instead of just going like one route. And right. we know where everything's going to go and we know what's going to happen. I mean, right. we, I guess, know a general idea, but I was actually kind of surprised the closer we got to the end. I was kind of surprised by what the characters did mm-hmm. and, and it made mm-hmm. total sense that it they did. did it. It wasn't like, nah, he wouldn't do that. Right. You're doing it's, that only it's, just to get a, cli- right, a conflict. Right. right. It's yeah. just that I didn't think that's where it was going. Yeah. Like I didn't think and, it was, or at least not to that degree right. or, you know, whatever. And to be honest, the direction that it took in the last 25 minutes probably gave it two two and a half stars. You know, I act like I sit there and I just like, Oh, that's a star. <laughs> right, right. You know, but really the, for that decision alone, because it is kind of a boy meets girl story, the way that they go and how they go about it, instead of going overloaded on either end of the spectrum of getting it to there, I was just like, get out of here. Like you, right. you're like, you're entertaining me and now you're going for my heart. Like you bastard. Like, right. This is right. really, this is really tough. And, and then it, it jumps around to like yeah. his, his, uh, you know, his love of jazz and yeah. she doesn't really like jazz. And then they're sitting there at that one point listening to it. And then he starts talking about what's happening right. when they're up there playing. Yeah that's like a very different movie than like the movie we're in 20 minutes later. And, and yet it's still all together. At at the end of this, if you know, this is not a true spoiler, but without trying to sound overly dramatic, like that glance he gives her at the end when he introduces things, that's haunting. Right. That's stuck with me. I think about that at least several times a day since I've seen it. Right. Just his ability to do that. You, when you're the director and you're sitting there and you're the cinematographer and you see that, you must get chills going, holy shit. Prince like Max. he actually that did amazing. that. Right. He, did you see that? Because I, I don't believe anyone taught him that. I think he just was like, this is what I would do. And this is what this character would do. And you, you are so painstakingly aching for him and cheering for him and all these things all at once. And I'm like, that's, that's untouchable. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and the movie alone is worth just that scene. But the movie's full of scenes just like that. So I can't talk, you know, again, nine, but 
still nine for me is probably 11 right. you know, <laughs> right. or any other musical thing. Right. So. right. There, there are people, I, I'll just throw this out before we jump to the critic choice and run through those. Yeah. Uh, not that we haven't sung the praises of this movie enough, but there are people and quite a few of them, I think, out there who will watch this movie and then for a very long time will watch no other movie. Mm-hmm. They will just keep watching you know this movie strange, over man? and over. I can't even, you know, we throw this out real quick. You know, I never saw a trailer for this. I don't know if this is. Oh, the, I saw. I, I saw. I saw pretty, some trailers I know for people it. Like yeah. that. I don't know if the trailer is indicative of the film you actually get or not. Yeah, the, the, tra- the, the trailer is pretty good. Not, but yeah. you know, yeah, okay. I, it's ra- really strange. I only the, saw the trailer. The, buzz that the it was only getting. thing that I think could possibly kind of a trick about the trailer is you may go into it thinking that you're getting something a lot closer to the first couple of minutes okay. than yeah. you than you actually end up getting. But. Yeah. Stick with it. Uh, but I don't I don't know that anyone will right. complain too much no, about they that, should. hopefully. Yeah, you know. Anyway, all right. So we're just going to run uh, quickly through the winners for the Critics' Choice Awards. The best stuff, right? Best picture, we already said, is uh, La La Land. Right. Obviously, I voted for that. Uh, best actor is Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea. You vote for that? You're going to say who you I, voted I, for? I did, I did vote for that. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say everything that I did or didn't vote oh, for you're but coward. but I will say this Casey Affleck right there was up against some stuff too yeah <laughs> and uh he's one of the ones where I thought uh, I in voting thought he should win this mm-hmm. I didn't think he was he going will. to though right he should uh, if, he? if I had to if I had to vote and then predict yeah <laughs> they would not have been right. the They're same not always the same he's right. he's up against too many people in this he's up against Tom Hanks and Denzel yep. Washington and Ryan Gosling and we uh, talked about and and I would not have been surprised to see Ryan Gosling actually get it because yeah. everyone's talking about La La Land so yeah. I mean it was like stiff competition this is one of those years like I said it's easy to get the nominees right but when it comes down to the voting and it's going to be the same uh, for this, for the Golden Globes, for the Oscars, this is going to come down to things like the guy who got like 26 is right. going to win gonna, because yeah. it's going to it's be so very split. split. It's yeah. not going to be, it's not going to be like somebody got 85% of the votes <laughs> right. versus Denzel Washington and Tom right. Hanks and, and yeah. all these people. That makes sense. Um, then, uh, so best actress, you got Natalie Portman. And all I will say is that I did not vote for her. I'm not going to say who I voted for because we're not going to spend all day doing this, but I will, I will say I did not vote for her as best actress. Uh, She got best actress in Jackie. I think she did a really good job. This is just another category where she is in kind of the same boat. It's a little Mm -hmm. bit surprising that she won because she's out, she's up against some really good stuff. Right. Um, Best Supporting Actor was uh, Maharshala Ali for Moonlight, which I feel like everyone knew was going to happen, even though he's not who I voted for. Uh, I voted for uh, Lucas Hedges in Manchester by the Sea. And, you know, quite frankly, I still feel like he deserves it more. I, I I think he was insane. He did win Best Young Actor Actress which is yeah. our own personal thing that nobody else has. Right. Right. And I, I have to say he was still up against some pretty stiff competition, yeah. right. even, right. even in that category, yeah. but he did what he did win that um, best supporting actress, Viola Davis and fences. I did not vote for her. Yeah. I, I will get in a lot of trouble or whatever, I guess. And uh, that's another movie that we will maybe get to next week or at least very soon because uh, it is a movie that's getting nominated for everything and all kinds of people are talking about it. 
I didn't love that movie in the way that a lot of people did. That trailer uh, made me nervous when I first saw it. It looked I, too. I, I liked the movie. Yeah. It, it was okay. I'm not gonna like review it right now or, or throw yeah. all that out. But right. I didn't love that movie as much as everybody else. And as since you said about musicals and stuff, right? That's really not my kind of movie. Yeah. Right. It's there's. Right. Th- there's only so much uh, of an asshole anyone can be in a movie and and I'm still going to like it. Right. I mean, it's just whatever. Anyway, uh, best acting ensemble went to moonlight. I'm pretty okay with that. Really. Um, I think that is a tricky category and you've got to have, you have to have a sufficient number of people. Right. (laughs) Who, who have a role. (laughs) Yeah. That is, that is one that's really hard to predict every year, except for last year when spotlight won it. Right. Because you just knew that was coming. Right. Right. Um, But moonlight still, I think uh, good enough. Best director. uh, We already said that went to La La Land and Damien Chazelle Uh, best original screenplay was uh, kind of awesome. And when Casey Affleck uh, accepted his award, he mentioned this because uh, as the show goes on and it's both movies and TV, not everything gets actually covered. Right. Right. Some of them are just, they tell you what happened. Right. 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 And uh, he even mentioned that uh, best original screenplay got glossed over, but he, you know, gave a shout out to the tie. Right. Between Damien Chazelle and La La Land and Kenneth Lonergan in Manchester by the Sea, which you almost could predict that tie. I mean, yeah. you, you could never predict a tie in right. something like this because to actually have equal votes is, is astronomically is, unlike right. It's just it, really not going it, to happen. It's it's uh, completely bizarre, but both of them, you know, very deserving. And that says something too, not just about those who are voting, but about the strength of those films that people just there's no overwhelming push. It's what you've been saying through all the categories. It's really tough. Right. It's, it's, you know? it's a really tight race for a yeah. lot of things. Yeah. Uh, best adapted screenplay went to Arrival and uh, Eric Heisserer. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, which uh, again, I okay. don't, I don't really agree with. Yeah. Uh, there, I know there, there, for, sure. there are better people to vote for. I yeah. thought in that particular category, that makes the golden globes a really weird thing because they don't have original and adapted like we and the academy do they just have best screenplay whatever so they've only got five choices yeah out of all these screenplays and that is going to be a tough vote again that's going to make it even harder even and it's going to be you know then it's like I don't even know. It's going to be yeah. like 20 and a half percent right, right. of the yeah, vote right. or whatever. They'll have like a four-way tie. Yeah. Or who knows? Um, anyway, best cinematography also goes to La La Land. Best production design also goes to La La Land. Best yeah. editing, La La Land. Yeah. Okay. And and I have to give them those. Yeah, uh, I don't have a problem with any of that. <laughs> the, Not and, just because of who they're up against. And, and, but because... and it, it certainly did. There were yeah. other good movies who were nominated in all this stuff. But man, cinematography. La La Land, you you gotta at it, at least give a lot of props to the right. cinematography that happens in that movie. Yeah. Production design was uh, awesome. There were parts of the movie, like we said, it's not even uh, it's not even necessarily looking like the 20s, even though it's taking place now. Right. And looks like it takes place now. Yeah. But just somehow also looks like uh, you know like that neon diner poster. Right. Right. <laughs> right. No, exactly. Um, yeah. and, and it's, it's fantastic. And yeah. best edit, editing 
you know, that's one where it's hard to sell to the public right. uh, who did what that was better editing until you see a movie that's really poorly edited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you can right. go see. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think for most people, for your average moviegoer, all fairly decent editing looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah, they just, as, it, as you really you awesome. Never see it. You don't see right. the strings, you know, right. cause you're not looking at it, but right. Uh, best costume design and best hair and makeup, which I think I already mentioned, both went to yeah. Jackie, and I didn't vote for Jackie for either of those. I thought there were better choices in both of those. Best visual effects went to The Jungle Book, which I totally did not vote for. I not only didn't vote for it, I wouldn't have even nominated it if it were up to me. I think that is a movie that ever since it came out, for me all year long, that's like The Emperor Has No Clothes movie, that it's that great. I don't think the visual effects are that great. What's uh, interesting and people talk about is the way they did the visual effects. But when you actually look at them, I don't think it's that fantastic compared to lots of other things yeah. compared to other movies that came out this year to movies God. that I think did more complicated things and made it look less like they were doing complicated right. things. This movie did complicated things, and it looked like it was doing complicated things. I forgot it, the Jungle Book even came out this year. I thought it was last year. Exactly. Seriously. Um, but a lot of people love that movie, and uh, you know, a good a good example for me uh, in this movie and the visual effects is uh, Christopher Walken being oh uh, right uh, uh, the the giant the orangutan, orangutan, whatever yeah. King Louis or right. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That to me looked like. I remember when you saw it and you told me this, and you're like, that that guy was enormously out of proportional but like, it, he, he was but it was it was almost like you just you know like somebody made a meme on the right. internet and stuck christopher walken's face on a giant orangutan i mean was it <laughs> was it cool and did it look pretty good yeah. sure but i don't know anyway i wasn't that impressed with the visual effects that was a weird thing i think where um you know that that may go a different way when it's the oscars because right. when it's the Oscars and it's visual effects, you're going to only have visual effects people voting. Right. And not just every critic. And for whatever reason, everyone was really impressed with this. Yeah. Uh, best animated movie was Zootopia, which I did vote for. And I'm actually really uh, glad that won because it had a lot of competition and yeah. it could have gone a lot of different ways. And I still really think it was the best and should have won. Yeah. But man, everything had a lot of different ways to go. Uh, action movie and actor in an action movie, we already mentioned, Hacksaw Ridge and Andrew Garfield, um, I did not vote for. Best actress in an action movie, Margot Robbie, which I did. And I think, uh, I think you'd be hard pressed to tell me the story why she shouldn't win that. Because I thought she was awesome in that movie. Yeah. And uh, God, that movie actress in an action comedy, there are only so many things. Um, right. I think she did, but I think pull out the footage of every actress in an action movie and just watch that. Uh -huh. And she has to win. She was, she was good. Yeah, she was good. Anyway, uh, best comedy, Deadpool. Best actor in a comedy, Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool. Best actress in a comedy, Meryl Streep in Florence Foster Jenkins, which I think not really. Uh, <laughs> first, yeah. first of all, yeah. Uh, I as I said, Historically, anyway, I don't know if, you know, things change over time or whatever. Historically, this is supposed to be a little bit different of a thing, yeah. right? It's not supposed to be the best actress in a comedy in the way you mean that when you're the Golden Globes, right? right? And she's not funny in this movie. 
<laughs> right. So how can you? Well, it doesn't say best funny person in a film. It was was but, she not the best see, actress. But I mean, see, that's that's know, what Meryl it's supposed to be. Best actress ever, right? She's that's the best actress in anything. So if you put her in an action film and she's just a Hollywood yeah, movie, whatever. No. Right. Um, and then we have another one which I also feel like we went the wrong way in this, right? Yeah. Um, best sci-fi slash horror movie. That's yeah. that's a category we have, and that also historically right has been a very different thing yeah uh first of all historically it's been best sci-fi and then we nominate a horde because we want to call it this category (laughs) and it has nothing to do with anything that we'll ever have a shot at winning yeah but best sci-fi horror movie has historically for us been best best sci-fi right or best horror right or so what happened here is you have a movie, Arrival, that's nominated for Best Picture, and then it's like, if it's nominated for Best Picture, how can it not be the best sci-fi or horror movie? Because none of these other movies are nominated for Best Picture, so right. it obviously has to be the best movie. Right. And I feel like that's gone completely wrong. Right. That's not what I voted for, um, and I don't think that it, it – I don't think it's what should win in this category. It's not the best sci-fi movie this year, I don't think. It's a good sci-fi movie. I don't know this that year. it is either, actually. It's a good sci-fi movie this year. Yeah. But uh, even just, I would give this uh, even just to Passengers, uh, as yeah. as being a better. It's not. It's just not that sci-fi a movie in right. some sense, right? It's right. not. I don't know. That that could just be me. Best foreign language movie was L, which I voted for, and I was kind of surprised it won because yet again that is really tough category. That's yeah. always a much tougher category than people give it credit for yeah. because it's like. The best movie from every other country in the right. world, yeah. all fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, and it's that's going to be tough, right? But yeah. uh, L won, and I was uh, really glad it did. Best song, City of Stars from La La Land, and best score, Justin Hurwitz, La La Land, and La La Land just rules the world. Right. I won't even, you yeah, know, I, I won't go into the TV stuff. Um, yeah. Although there again, uh, it did a lot of the stuff I voted for won. I was yeah. uh, I was pretty happy. In a, in a bunch of tough places, really, again, there was uh, some serious competition. Anyway, so that takes us through uh, all of the Critics' Choice yeah. and gives you a good idea of uh, movies to see, although mostly just La La Land. Right. right. <laughs> so go see that. Right. And, uh, and then, as I said, the Golden Globe nominations came out. And they look pretty similar. There, there, are, uh, there are a few that are different. There are there are some there are some both ways, right? There are some things we nominated they didn't. There are yeah. some things they nominated that we didn't. There are uh, I'll say most of the things they nominated that we didn't. I kind of agree with them. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think they should, right. and I right. think we should have. Uh, but this is not a year with like a lot of snub talk, right. at least so far. Not Unless yet. something weird happens with the Oscar nominations, right? This could be one of the years where you hear the least about snubs. Maybe, yeah. Because we heard about it so much last year. Like every year. I mean, it's it's it, it, yeah, it, it's pretty. Con- it's, Someone it's gets thing. snubbed, yeah, right? right? <laughs> this year, it's uh, everyone agreed to just have the ten good movies. We save your good movies for another year. We should do a <laughs> podcast just called the Snubbies and give the best of who was overlooked. We, we kind of do that. We do. Maybe that's what we should call it. We uh, we have the can't yeah. win awards. Yeah. Um, but I guess being snubbed would be slightly different. 
right? Yeah, because right. because you could get nominated, and that's yeah. the whole point the is whole that we're idea. saying you could get right. nominated, right. and are so now we have to have two of those no. every year. I mean, we could make lists, but you don't like that. All right, uh, yeah. So we've already gone uh, over an hour. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we only did one movie. So it was a good movie, <laughs> and we kept there was talking a lot about to it. say about it. So uh, we could do a monster calls, or sure. or we could be done. It, because I don't think we'll spend a lot of all time right. on a monster calls. Uh, all right. So uh, we had thing. planned to have a monster calls in hell or high water. So uh, I don't know. We, we could, should do one of them. We could see if we could get through either or both of those really fast. A monster calls. So that is um, the really weird movie that no one wants to pay any attention to. <laughs> Because it's not, uh, I don't know. There's weird marketing for this movie. They're, fans, they're know, not, the they're book. not hitting stuff. They're really not really hard. Uh, even though it's got a giant tree monster and Liam right. Neeson, yeah, uh, they get to say Liam Neeson's in it, even though he's just the voice of the big tree monster. Right. And there's something kind of indie going on in this movie. Like it has a bit of an indie feel to it. It feels a lot. Like and it. for some reason. Uh, we have not devoted tons of yeah. marketing to it, even though it's kind of, it's like a kid's movie, but you better be careful what kid you bring to it yeah, and what age I exactly mean, you're you at run the because risk of you'll freak the, people out. You might right? run the risk of making the where the wild things are a mistake. You know, you're right, like, this right. is a kid's movie, but it's really just for adults who remember that book, not for kids because kids <laughs> right. are bored or scared. You right. Know? Um, uh, so uh, anyway, Monster Calls. Um, I'm I'm gonna I did my rating first. I'm gonna make you go first. I, that's okay. I, 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 you know, this is a little bit of a strange one too because I had a lot of fun with it, but it's it's kind of off-putting and it and it really does I feel keep you in some ways at arm's length. I gave it a seven and a half. Right. And part of that was performance-based. Part of it is the real beauty, uh, the real beautiful aesthetic that's there. Uh, the stuff with the monster is really interesting. And much more so than I think the trailer made me think it was going to be in. I thought the trailer made it look like it was only going to be maybe in like 10 minutes of the movie. Right. It was going to be about him and his thing and his struggles. And then he would just see. This and then suddenly the monster off. shows up. But really yeah. the monster is quite prominent. But it's not even the monster that's so interesting and engaging to me, though that stuff is beautiful. It's the lesson stories. Right. The three intermediate kind of uh, segue stories. Those are I could watch movies like looking like that all day. Right. Those are so beautiful. But there are, there are some things going on with the film. And this is kind of like up my alley for the kind of stories that I like anyway, both aesthetically and narratively. Looking back on it, I almost feel like the best it could have gotten was an eight anyway. Like it's one of those kinds of films. Right. Um, and it came close to getting that. Right. Thing. But I, I had problems with it. Uh, oh, all right. I gave it exactly a star more than you. I, oh. I gave it eight and a half. And and I have to say, just uh, at the very beginning, I loved this movie. Yeah. And I I was really hoping that uh, when I was about halfway through, maybe getting close to like three quarters of the way through, I was like really hoping that I could justify giving this even more. Yeah. And I just couldn't do it. But the movie is such a, a brilliantly told like new fairy tale. Yeah. That uh. And fairy tale in like the best, most awesome, uh, original grim story sure. version of being a fairy tale. Yeah. Like the, uh, 
you know, the, the stories that are in the original grim book that you can't read to kids anymore, right? right? right. That are, right. that are creepy and freaky and, yeah. and weird and yet have like these awesome, you know, lessons and stories and, and it's like sort of coming of age, but, yeah. but in a, in a way that you're unreal in order to say realer things, right. you know, that is yeah. uh, part of what's awesome about sci-fi in general and fairy tales in general and comic book stories in general, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like throwing uh, craziness and impossibility out there in mm-hmm. order to be able to look at real things. And, and this kid will uh, spoil the movie in a sense, right. Uh, just, just for uh, purposes of being able to be quick about it. Like the monster is just this kid's thoughts to himself the yeah. whole time. It's just like what he's right. thinking about things to himself, but he's like, gets the monster there to talk to. And it's so well done yeah. and so well put together. And uh, you have to think that uh, the book this is based on is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I right. mean, it, the book has to be like a Amazingly 10, right? right? Or else whoever adapted it was the world's biggest genius or whatever right the way that the story comes together and there are there are problems with the movie and unfortunately it's got the worst kind of problems for me um the worst kind of problems a movie can have for me which is i feel like the budget abandoned it and that's why it has a lot of uh, that's why it has a lot of problems that it has like i feel like this movie a lot of things that i didn't like about it we would have fixed Right. If we if we could have if we could have convinced someone to give us like another week here, yeah, another week there, we would we would have done it again or done it differently or shifted things or or done something because most of the problems that I have with it, I'm like, Yeah, you wanted another take there. Yeah. Or interesting. Or you know, those kinds of things. And I hate it when a movie suffers from that like when i'm watching a movie and i go ah oh, you know right somebody with the purse string said nope you're done yeah right. and we can't, yeah. We're, we're pulling out now make right. as much as you can off of it and maybe we'll get some profit out of it but That's we're fine. not giving you any more money um because that was the kind of things that were dragging me down in this movie and i was liking so much of it but there was some stuff where i was like you know if we'd had liam neeson for like three more days right and maybe right. and maybe like let him do this line a different way or yeah. do some of this stuff differently or if we had you know uh, as as gorgeous as a lot of this movie is there was some of it that i was like if we you know if we had the department whoever whatever company we subcontracted i could look stuff up i guess but (laughs) whoever was doing a lot of the special effects or something (laughs) you know if we were like ah but i want this to look this way or something like that there was that was most of the problem there were a few parts where i didn't love uh, exactly how the dialogue came off right and there were a few parts where as much as i liked the kid in the movie there were parts where I didn't like him as much as I should have. Right. So we, you know, we just needed to let him run through it a couple more times yeah. or, or shoot that scene a slightly different way or something like that. And, and you put it all together. And to me, like I said, it just felt like, it felt like this movie suffers from its budget. Somebody mm-hmm. in charge of not letting them do stuff more. Yeah. Uh, 
didn't help this along. And this is not Rogue One that's going to get a bunch of reshoots, <laughs> right, right? Not at all. And and it just uh, it was just. But at the same time, uh, getting an eight and a half for this movie ought to be yeah. a glowing recommendation. Sure, it sure. was so, it was so fun. Yeah. And it was so um, almost like unexpectedly brutally real. Yeah. That like, I agree. You, I, you don't, you don't problems. go into this, you don't go into this movie thinking there's no sugar coated. It, this really is what's going to happen. There's no right? really long yeah. thing here. It, it, for me, it's strange. I actually thought you were going to steal a little bit of the thunder when you started phrasing it the way you did, because I agree it suffers from one very big thing and it sucks because I think it was a little bit more manageable, but for me, it wasn't the budget for me. It's the narrative um, in a film like this, where it's well, wait to sidestep that I, the cast is great. The kid for the most part is great. Yeah. I, I really, for an hour and 50 minute film, Again, no one's surprised at this, but for this specific film, there's about 20, maybe 25 minutes. I wish were gone. I don't, I don't want it to be longer. I want it to be tighter because when they have, I don't, have I don't room, want it to be longer no, either. You want it to just be better, like right. maybe even a little less, but there are the, the problem for me is that the setup for the film is, is good and fun and interesting. And, and he's great at being bullied and tortured and, and really kind of, traumatized through what his his family is going through and it makes sense in the metaphor for the monster all these things are really working for me despite the distraction of the narrative working and then they break it because the monster like a genie shows up and has to tell you three things right at weird times and then you have to tell like i like the idea i'm going to tell you three stories and you're going to tell me one at the end that i love the way they did it i didn't love was distracting and it broke it broke what i had going on with watching the film but i i hate it when films when they tackle things like you know your mom's gonna die your dad's gonna die you're gonna be an orphan what happens to you you're still just too young to know you're gonna go live with a mean grandmother you know okay but then when you start hammering that hard and you really reach for the tender moments or you're hard you know you're really being aggressive at trying to make me cry I felt that it was really trying too hard to facilitate an emotion when subtlety did better. And it got so distracting, especially more towards the end, though not the end. Um, but the last time he's really with the monster and they're all, there's a lot of action. And then there's uh, like a denouement and the kid finally tells his story. The end of that I liked, but everything leading up to that in that 20 minute time period, I disengaged. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. And I just thought you're trying too hard to make things weepy when you were working so effectively. I cared more about the kid and his struggles just by watching a, a, a seven second transition scene earlier with bullies. I right. got that kid's life. I know exactly how it feels. I feel bad for him. I'm on his side later when you're making him scream things over and over, I get what you're trying to do, but it doesn't work. Right. And it, and maybe in some way now I'm overlapping with what you're saying. Cause I didn't like the takes they used to get that to there. Right. And I don't have a problem with the performance he's giving. I have a problem with the director or the, or the screenplay that's saying we have to get this. Right. Like it, it was just uh, – and, and when it was so I, I agree. ahead of time. And now I agree. So and I think, I, I think too that a lot, of, uh, a lot of the parts I like about the movie, um, I think what's interesting is that a lot of the parts I like are parts that part of me doesn't want to like. Yeah. Um, because I think there's a lot of this movie where – 
it's trying to be through his eyes. It's trying yeah. to be like the way he experiences it. So there are parts, uh, for example, where the bully's always looking at him in class right. and stuff. And uh, like on one hand, if you're looking at the movie thinking, is this is not real. Like right. it's overdone, right? But I think it's supposed to be. It's supposed to Maybe. be the way it seems to him and the way he feels about it. Yeah. And there are parts where with, uh, the bad grandma he's going to have to live with. Right. Like, is she really like that? Or is that, I don't think so. I yeah. think it's the way that it seems to him, Maybe. even, even when there are parts where uh, grandma's arguing with mom and we don't really know what they're saying. Right. All we know is that he experiences this argument happening right. and his mom's involved in it. Right. So he doesn't like that. Right. But then it gets to other parts in the movie where I feel like we're trying to do that same thing. Now we're not doing it well. Right. Now we don't have, like I said, we don't have the right take of that. We, yeah. we There are parts where it goes too far then. Later on in the movie, um, even when, you know, he's shouting at the monster, right. which is obviously, right, just all in his head. I get it. Right. right? And I understand it. Yeah. But, it, but it's a little bit too much, right? right. It's, uh, we're, we've gone too far. And I think, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe the director went, yep, it's exactly perfect right. and absolutely how I wanted everything to be. Maybe that's what happened. But it feels to me like what happened is, was it perfect that time? No. Are we allowed to do it again? No. <laughs> you know what and I mean? You, and, like, and if it is that way, I would rather, you know what's really funny, man? I would rather make my peace with the mistake of it being that budgetary because I can right. forgive that. You can't, you're out of time. You don't have the money. I'm sorry. Right. Then the flip side, which is something that we used to, you know, we've used it as an example, even though it's a few years old now, Zero Dark Thirty, when Jessica Chastain finally explodes at some CIA, oh, CIA right, guy, she's right, screaming right. at him and people are like, this is amazing. You're like, it isn't. It's just, she's loud. Right. Right. Like you think it's amazing because she's doing like this Serpico, like I'm screaming my lines and now you got to believe what I'm saying. You know, no. Right. And in this, if that's the way they chose to do it and they didn't have budgetary concerns, now, now you're just making me bad. Right. Then, you, then don't, you don't do it that way. Then it's just bad. Right. Um, and I, you know, I aired on the side of bad. It just didn't, and, and it didn't feel like the rest of it. Like, right. I, like I said, I could be wrong, but it's, that's how it felt yeah. when I was watching it. And, you know, the thing is, when people go to movies, uh, you don't think about stuff like that. And you shouldn't think about stuff like that because you have to judge the movie that you're watching. Right. And it doesn't matter what happened right. or whatever. Um, but that's just the world that movies are made in. That, that, right, right. That's how it happens, right? I, there yeah. are lots of, there's lots of stuff that happens yeah. uh, that way where it's like, look, these are the days the you have, yeah, right? Make it. Yeah. These are the these are the mornings of sunlight that you have. Yeah. You're out of them, right? Done. <laughs> so, right. so whatever happened, I'll yeah. tell you what a what a fun. But still, it was. Uh, I, it, and I it still, still had a yeah. lot of fun when with it, it worked. I had so much fun with it, and it, when it started, I was so interested in it because, strangely, and it doesn't even have the same thing going on, but it reminded me of the of the Babadook. Oh yeah, right, and right. I think partially just because of the gray palette it had. Um, but it just, the feel of it, the briskness and the kid and, and I, I was interested in it. And then when the monster showed up, it was great, but those, I just wish it had been edited up a bit different. Right. There, there you, are, there you, are parts where it's clearly too much. And then what's weird is, uh, you wouldn't, uh, if you were looking at this through a lens of showing it to kids, you wouldn't mind so much because it's right. like four right. kids, you'd go, well, but way, it's for kids. Yeah. But then at the same time you have to go. Well, but what kids watching this? Because, right. <laughs> because right. you just scare the hell out of them, right? 
And uh, we're we're not going to start another uh, movie. We're, we'll we'll save it. We'll wrap yeah. things up. We'll save that for next week when we're uh, really kind of doing a more rapid fire right. run through a bunch of movies. But I will say this about this movie: um, when this movie was o- over, my wife uh, said this movie sucks and she hates it and doesn't want to talk about it again. Right. And that is uh, as glowing an endorsement for right. this movie as you could ever get. Right. right? Because by the time, the, by the yeah. time the movie's over, it's <laughs> sad and it's awful. And yeah. it's like, it's like Phoebe watching old yeller right. for the first time and right. actually seeing the ending. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Because this is not like a happy movie, but, but man, it, man. it, it, at least to some extent, it does what it's trying to do yes. pretty well and gets there in the end to where you hate it. And that's why it's I was so excited <laughs> for La La Land because I had watched A Monster Calls. I had watched <laughs> Manchester by the Sea. I watched uh, Patriot's Day. And then I watched. Um, and, and, other... and you had like the suicide watched, hotline watched, on speed dial. I watched Lion. And I'm like, oh, yeah. when's it going to get better? <laughs> right. When the hell is the world going to get happy again? That's That was an interesting series. We of need a lot more back. comedies uh, yeah, mixed right. into that. Right. And uh, unfortunately, so that that's, was where that's I was not at. Oscar season. <laughs> no, right? that, was a so. rough, that was a rough couple of days. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Now, uh, next week, I mean, I can't believe we're at Rogue One. I yeah, remember, I remember I just a few months ago thinking, ah, December, that's so far away. And then I remember last year going, what the hell? We got to wait a whole year. And now it's like in three days. Right. So, wow. I am, uh, despite the fact that it's, uh, despite the fact that it's uh, coming up soon, um, the initial critical response that people have been allowed to say, uh, which has not been much, has been very positive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Every, everybody likes it. uh, Who's seen it. There's been all kinds of positive talk about it, uh, even though it's like very limited number of critics who have even still been uh, allowed to see it. So it's not like it's, taken over the internet right. or anything. Um, but I, w- I will say this, as excited as I am for it finally being Rogue One Week and all that, I'm still pissed that we had to watch the trailer last year. Yeah, right. Uh, that's, that's that still early. irritates yeah, me. It, because it was. It was like Christmas or I something know, it was. or it whatever was, it, was it was. time last year. I mean, we and it was like, hey, Rogue One, what? year from now. Like, what? Yeah, I'm like, that's a bunch of crap. <laughs> Don't that's make crap. me watch that. Anyway. anyway, so next week will be Rogue One plus... I'm going to, I'm going to say like four or five movies, probably who knows whatever it will be. And the next few weeks will be like, hopefully maybe rogue one will be an hour and a half all by itself. You'll hate it. I'll love it. And then we'll have to talk about that. That'll, that'll be the whole show that we move right on to the next movie. Yeah, I get it. All right. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That's enough time with us today. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll be back next week. As we said with rogue one and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Thanks for listening. Please, please share Rate us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Thanks. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. 
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. 